Let's stand together for the reading of God's word from 2 Corinthians 4, verse number 16. It says, therefore, we do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And Father, we remember the words of your son who looked at those questioning him and said, before Abraham was, I am. Out of eternity, you stepped into time to redeem us and to love us and to, 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 to recognize the value you've placed in us. And so today, as we open your word, we thank you for revealing this truth. Thereby, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing what I think about. May it please you what I say today. May it please you in your sight. And we recognize that it's in your strength, O Lord, my Redeemer, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, you may be seated. Henry Ford got it right when he made the statement, whether you think that you can or that you can't, you're usually right. His first automobile company, Detroit Automobile Company, went out of business in 1901 because his customers said the price was too high, the quality of the product was too low. He started a year later called the Henry Ford Company due to a conflict with a partner. It also went belly up. Ford did not give up. He, he used the past experiences to start once again and was something new, and now today we know it as the Ford Motor Company. Sometimes in life, we believers don't want that to become an oxymoron, that we are believers, when we become risk-adverse. After all, if it failed once, it will surely fail again. <laughs> and as Ford would say, you're usually right, especially if you give up. So the scripture reminds us, don't give up. Try again, because the cause is always worth the fight. So fight on, don't quit. You will receive the harvest in due season if you don't quit. Amen? So faith is very important to that entire mix of our walk with God and our Christianity. And I'm trusting that those of you that have been fasting and praying for the last 21 days will have witnessed an increase in your faith and an increase in your expectations because faith plays a prominent role in the hearts of those who call themselves Christians. And this is a powerful insight that Paul gives us into faith. Therefore, we do not lose heart. We don't throw in the towel. We don't quit. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment is working for us, a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. So it goes on to say it this way. This is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. For our present troubles are small and won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. So don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather than fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone but the things we cannot see will last forever. 
So Calvary Christian Center, if you will walk by faith, do not focus your hope on things which are seen. Rather, focus your hope on those things that are unseen. Things that we see are temporary. Things unseen are eternal. Now, how does that work? What, what are you talking about unseen? Well, look, read this aloud with me. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Let's do that again. For we walk by faith, not by sight. And it's so important that we become a people of faith, not a people of fear. As people of faith, we don't walk by what we see. That allows it to dominate us and allows it to defeat us. We, f- we hear the promises of God, and what we are hearing is greater than what we are seeing. Amen? Faith. It's biblical definition. It is not what you see. Jesus cursed the fig tree one day because it had no fruit for him to eat from. And nothing could be seen happening when he did that. The disciples probably looked around at each other and thought, he missed it with that one. Nothing happened. We've seen him do all kinds of miracles, but look, nothing happened. And Jesus said, let no one eat fruit from you ever again. But when they walked past it once again, in 24 hours, in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the what? Roots. And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. If you looked at the outside from your earthly perspective, nothing was happening. Prayer he made had no impact. But the moment Jesus spoke that word, that which could not be seen, its roots were withering and dying. And even though nothing was happening, something was happening. That's how faith works. Faith is simply trusting in God's word. Faith is being willing to get up and do what God asks not having all the answers. Abraham got up and walked away from his homeland, not knowing where he was going. If you were not here Sunday night, you need to get a copy of that word. We want to know everything. We want every question answered before we move. God cannot be pleased without a demonstration of faith. No matter how religious you are, how many rules that you have, how much you abstain from, If where you are walking does not require faith from you, a risk, you are not bringing pleasure to God. You have chosen, rather, to be content. Because without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and he is a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. So God loves to see his word trusted. Paul says we walk by faith, not by sight. And so don't allow what you see to hinder what God is saying to you. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, not what your inner voice is saying to you or your enemy is saying to you. You you are hearing the voice of the Lord. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Don't go by what you see. Go by what you hear God's word is saying. So in this moment, what you hear will determine 
whether or not you overcome. In the Old Testament, in the battle that David was fighting with the Philistines, God instructed David. See, there's the word. And he listened because he heard it. He said, David, I want you to go wait under some mulberry trees. And the Philistines once again made a raid on the valley. They were coming to overtake Israel, to steal everything they could take. An advancing army, outnumbering David's forces, is on the way. And God said, don't focus on what you see. What you see looks like a defeat. I want you to hear. And when you hear the sounds of warrior angel chariots rumbling over the tops of the mulberry trees, then you move out, and there I will give you the victory. When you hear a sound of marching in the tops of the mulberry trees, then you shall go out to battle, for God has gone before you to strike the camp of the Philistines. So don't go by what you see. Go by what you hear. Prophet Elijah, there's a national famine in Israel, and all around him, it's terrible. In the middle of this terrible famine and starvation, and nothing is growing, he said, I hear the sound of rain. If he had gone by what he saw, everything was dead. Everything had dried up. There were no crops. It was a dust bowl. But he did not go by what he saw. He said, I hear something different than what my eyes are seeing. What I hear is a contradiction to what I am seeing. Calvary Christian Center, this is what faith does. It hears what God says, not what you're looking at. Faith doesn't just look at facts, saying, well, I might as well give up. Faith looks at the defiant circumstances, the appearance of defeat, and then listens. What is God saying? And you will never hear heaven talking defeat, ever. You will never hear heaven saying, you're right, just give up. Just throw in the towel. You should be suicidal. You should be depressed. You're not going to make it. You will never hear heaven say that to you. That's always your adversary. You will never hear heaven say that kind of stuff. You have to determine as a person of faith, am I going to take in what I see, then allow it to create fear and worry and discouragement in how I do life? Or am I going to listen to what I hear from God's word? Elijah, in the midst of looking at famine, and its destructiveness everywhere said, I hear the sound of abundance of rain. And I mean, it was a gully washer. And while watching famine, Elijah was hearing abundance. That's faith. It was a mid-October afternoon in Wisconsin, back in 1982, University of Wisconsin football team was playing the Michigan State Spartans. Wisconsin had home field advantage, but it was obviously Michigan State that had the better team. As the score grew more lopsided in Michigan's favor, Wisconsin, of course, fell further and further behind. The more they were losing, the louder the fans in the stands grew. Their cheering increased. Cheers grew louder and louder while they were losing. And coaches were looking at each other and players were looking at each other because they were hearing the cheers as they lost. Everybody was applauding and screaming and yelling. 
but 70 miles away. Major League Baseball team in Wisconsin, the Milwaukee Brewers, were defeating the St. Louis Cardinals in game four of the 1982 World Series. And many of the fans in the stands that day were listening to their portable radios, <laughs> and they were responding to what they were hearing, believing and, and, and rejoicing over their home state squad doing such a great job in the World Series. They were celebrating victory in the presence of what looked like defeat. They were responding to what they were hearing, celebrating victory. What a contradiction, cheering in the midst of an obvious defeat. Question, are you responding to what you're seeing, or are you responding to what God is saying? The stadium they were seated in was showing one thing to them. They were observant of their team getting beaten, but there was another stadium where there was a greater outcome that was taking place. So they were cheering about what they were hearing, not what they were seeing. One environment was totally contrary to what they were seeing. So you have to decide, when you arise every morning, will you live by what you see? Will you deter- that will determine what kind of a day you're going to have. Or will you live by what you hear? And what you hear God saying to you, for Jesus said, men shall not live by bread alone, what you can see, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Faith comes by hearing, not seeing. We walk by faith, what we hear, not by sight, what we're watching. This is the person living a life of faith. That's how you can be up in a down world. It's how you face the upside down stuff in our culture. And if you allow it, it'll drive you downward in your discouragement. Or you can choose to say, I'm getting good news from another stadium, another world, and it tells me everything is going to be all right. God is not shaken by politicians. God is not shaken by a faltering economy. God's not shaken by the rampant corruption. Jesus is still King of Kings, Lord of Lords, and says, I will take care of my people and my church. Amen? I wonder if somebody who is watching defeat can cheer today because you're hearing another score being broadcast. You're hearing something greater than what you're watching. That's faith. And I look around today, why would a church be cheerful? After all, we face challenges like everybody else. But if there's a message of hope to be given to the world, it's found nowhere else better than in the church of Jesus Christ. And that's why we should be the most cheerful of all. Why do you come to church and start cheering? Oh, praise the name of the Lord my God. Oh, praise his name forevermore with eyes closed and you're worshiping the Lord. Why? I don't want to look at the circumstances that I face at the moment. I'm glad I have faith in God who overcomes the world. It's by what I hear, not by what I see. I've attuned my ear to another world and it's speaking good news in a world of negative news. Amen? Jesus gave the church three cheers. He said, be cheerful in a depressed, downward spiraling world. You be cheerful. 
like the fans in the stands that day, in spite of laws being broken in our culture, laws being rewritten to allow a moral decline, in spite of setbacks that we have faced, in spite of anti-God, anti-Christ, anti-Bible. But we're supposed to be cheering. Don't allow discouragement and fear to destroy your soul. The joy of the Lord is my strength. So I am not crying, and I'm not protesting, and I'm not marching, and I'm not melting down like some snowflakes. One thing I'm hearing more clearly, Jesus is returning soon. I'm hearing Gabriel's trumpet about to sound. I'm hearing he's about to bring in another kingdom, one without end, one where righteousness is exalted. My hope is not in this world. Live by not what you see, live by what you hear. Three times Jesus commanded, cheer up. Be of good cheer. First he said, in the world you will have tribulation. There's going to be trouble. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Jesus overcame it all in our stadium of life. And we see some things that look like they might overcome us from time to time. And Jesus said, I promise you, if I overcame, you will overcome. Secondly, he said, be of good cheer. Your sins are forgiven you. If you've got no other reason to cheer up, your sins are forgiven. Don't just celebrate what you've got. Celebrate what you got rid of. You offloaded your shame. Cheer! You've offloaded your guilt. Offloaded your addiction. You left your yesterdays behind you. You're born again. A royal priesthood. A chosen generation. A new creation. Your sins are forgiven. Be of good cheer. Cheer. No matter what's going wrong in my life, my forgiveness is assured because Jesus finished that work at Calvary. And third, be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. In the middle of a storm, those were the words of Jesus. And Jesus said, we are to cheer even if the world system seems to be winning. Even if the storm clouds look ominous and they look wicked. Even if unrighteousness looks like it's winning. No matter, he said, cheer up. Even if sin has increased, let the church be of good cheer. Your sins are forgiven. If you're in a storm... If it's raging around you, be of good cheer because it's Jesus, the water walker, walking on the white caps. So do not be afraid. It's Jesus heading in your direction. And Jesus said, you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world. We see a marriage in trouble, a child on drugs, finances depleted. You're in the world. Mm-hmm. You get affected. Now watch this. You are not of the world. There is another world you need to be hearing. And it's telling you not to be depressed about what you see. It's telling you, I hear God's perspective. What's God's perspective? You will experience all these blessings if you obey the Lord your God. Your towns and your fields will be blessed. Your children and your crops will be blessed. That's what you hear the Lord saying. And this is what people of faith do. They look at defeat, but they hear victory. They look at discouragement, but they say, I am blessed. I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the field. 
Someone will come along to you and say, you don't look blessed. You're struggling. You're challenged with all kinds of stresses. You look defeated. No, this is temporary. Everything changes when you hear the word of God. It might not happen today, but it's coming tomorrow. And if it doesn't come tomorrow, my faith will not let go until he blesses me. Faith. Watching one thing. Hearing another. According to Isaiah 53, I am healed. According to the word of God in John, he whom the sun sets free is free indeed. I hear in Deuteronomy 28 that I am blessed. I hear in Romans that in all these things I am more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. I hear God's word that I'm anointed and that I'm blessed. I may be seeing one thing, I'm hearing another. You may have laid a loved one in the grave in this past year, in 2016. You've watched them be laid to rest in the grave, but you're hearing another sound. Ain't no grave going to hold that body down. Uh -uh. Why? There is resurrection. We sang about it this morning. There's resurrection. We believe in the resurrection in the name of Jesus. So no matter what you're facing out on the field... From those stadium seats, give a loud cheer and express faith today that God and I are a winning team. Amen? We walk by faith, not by sight. Therefore, no matter what we are facing, we do not have the right to remain depressed. There's victory ahead. Through the blood of Jesus, there's victory ahead. You tune your radio to another location. We have not been given the spirit of fear. Daniel was looking at a den of hungry lions because of his faith and his unwillingness to compromise that faith. He was the governor's snack pack. And Daniel knew his God was a deliverer because he knew his God. He could trust his God. God knew how to lock the jaws of hungry lions Because these three Hebrew boys knew their God. He was able to deliver them from a furnace, a smelting furnace, heated seven times hotter because they knew their God was able and trusted him. Calvary might have looked like a defeat. On the third day, Jesus rose over death and the stone was rolled away and the angel said, he is not here, he is risen. We're in the last days. Yeah. Yeah perilous times. Scripture foretold them. Corruption like I've never seen in my lifetime. But I'm not overwhelmed by it because I'm hearing something different. And here's God's perspective on the last days. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. So will you live by what you see or by what you hear? This is God's promise for the last days. God will raise up a generation of change agents in these latter days. And some people are waiting around for a revival like they experienced when they were a kid, that it's going to manifest the way it did when they were a kid. No, it's not, because the Holy Spirit is going to take 
the same principles of renewal and revival, and he will use the culture we're in to bring about the change that needs to happen in our day. And listen, the sons and daughters and the older generation, they will change politics. They're change agents for the Lord. They will change medicine. They will change business. They will change our nation. And that only happens when they're filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Then they receive a vision from God and they know their purpose and they begin to future speak because they're prophetic in the way they look at life. Calvary Christian Center, there's a victory in a greater arena. What Jesus did on the cross at Calvary means this. The worse it gets here in the culture, the better it gets for his church. Isaiah said, darkness, darkness. But then to his people, arise, shine, for your light has come. The darker the world gets, the brighter we shine. Glory to glory, faith to faith. And if you'll put up your ear to the speaker, here's what you're going to hear. We win. Amen? We win. No matter the Antichrist, the last days, oppression, we win. And when it's all said and done, the scripture says that Jesus will shout from the heavenlies. Gabriel will blow the trumpet. The Lord will descend stopping at the top of the clouds. He will stop in midair. We will be called up. The dead in Christ will rise first. We which remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds. We'll take a moment, I believe, and cheer. Then go straight up into heaven, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. That's what I hear. Not what I see. I don't live by what I see. I live by what I hear. Pastor, you're a little fired up today. Yeah, I am. Because we don't need a dead church. We need a church in our culture that here's a sound from heaven in the middle of the gates of hell. Cheer, Calvary Christian Center. God is on the throne. Death is defeated. The adversary is overcome. Then the 70 returned to Jesus with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Our adversary is a fallen opponent. We need to subscribe to, for him and get a subscription for him to alert one so he can yell, I've fallen and I can't get up. <laughs> he lost the Super Bowl. He's an ex-employee of heaven. He was kicked out from the presence of God, replaced by the bride of Christ. Listen, the worship leaders of heaven, we are the worship leaders of heaven. The church steps before the throne of God, driven by the Spirit of the Lord. The Lord inhabits the praises of his people. Listen to me. That's why you need to be back tonight for a glorious worship service because we are the worship leaders of heaven. We get to worship Almighty God because we win. That's why the enemy doesn't want you to cheer. That's why the enemy wants you to remain silent in your seats. No 
praising the Lord, no joy because of what you've been looking at and how horrible it seems to be. But a triumphant church is a church that looks at the reality of temporary setbacks but has enough faith to raise her hands and say, Jesus is alive. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is healer. Jesus is deliverer. Faith overcomes sin. Faith overcomes the world. Jesus said, look, I've given you authority over all the power of the enemy. and You can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. And nothing will injure you. Serpents strike you with their heads. Scorpions strike you with their tails. And Jesus is saying to you, his followers, heads or tails, you win. Whatever life throws at you, if it lands heads, you win. If it lands tails, you still win. Because I serve a Savior who crushed the head of the serpent and took the stinger out of death. Therefore, we walk by faith not by sight. And I'm hearing another outcome because I hear another voice. And the voice of God says to us, tell the church, we win. And don't wallow in self-pity. Don't wallow in defeat. But recognize you serve a risen Savior. And the Lord Jesus, King of kings and Lord of lords, shall reign forever and ever. So stand to your feet. Come on and lift your hands and let a cheer rise up out of you thankful to the Lord